This episode is brought to you by Quattro Gymnastics, freedom to perform. Quattro is a global gymnastics apparel company that specializes in designing high quality apparel that allows gymnasts to look and feel their best while training and competing. The quality of Quattro leotards is second to none. These leotards are engineered for performance and feature the best fabrics and designs to help gymnasts look and feel their best on and off the floor. Gymnasts want to train in comfort, and Quattro believes that no gymnast should have to sacrifice comfort for style. Quattro designs come in a wide range of styles, and all the fabrics they use are guaranteed to provide maximum stretch and comfort. Quattro not only has amazing practice tanks, but they do custom team wear as well. Their world-class design team creates fashion-forward apparel at affordable prices, and they charge no upfront fees for custom designs. Oh, and they offer three grades of crystals to accommodate all budget types. I can tell you from experience, I've been working with Quattro for our Precision Camps leotards for summer 2022. And the process of designing the leotards, getting them to production, and then having them ready for the athletes has been fantastic. So check out Quattro at quattrogymnastics.com. Again, that's Quattro, Q-U-A-T-R-O, gymnastics.com. So you know how I keep talking about this event that's happening in Tampa? Well, I finally have some more information for you. So on Friday, August 19th at 5 p.m., I will be hosting an event along with Quattro Leotards. The first 15 people to RSVP will be invited to an exclusive meet and greet with me and a guest or two from the show. The first 30 people to RSVP will be guaranteed admission and guaranteed a spot in two contests that we have happening. Now, you want a heads up on getting ready for that contest? Just listen to the show and you'll be totally prepared. The first 30 people will also be treated to a signature cocktail on us and a swag bag. So keep your eye out on my social media at Nicole Langevin Consultant on Facebook and Instagram, and I'll be posting an RSVP link very soon. I can't wait to see you guys in Tampa. I think, honestly, the very, very saddest thing of all of it, besides what happened to me, which was the first, mm -hmm. was that I wanted to change. I wanted change. And it didn't happen. And I mean, I think that breaks my heart more than anything else. Hey guys, and welcome back to another full episode of What Makes You Think, the show that flips the traditional interview format, showing you a unique and hopefully funny side of some of your favorite figures in gymnastics. My guest today is Kim Kelly. She's most known for being a part of the 1992 Olympic selection process where she was named to the team and then unnamed to the team. That kind of emotional roller coaster can take its toll. I hope that this interview provided Kim with the time and space to start to face her feelings and begin to process them. On another note, this episode was recorded on May 14th, 2022 well before the Facebook birthday comment that many of you are aware of. Since then, Kim has followed up her comment with an apology on that same thread and has recognized the lapse in judgment. When people are hurt, they don't always make the right judgment calls. Since then, though, Kim tells me that she has actually had the opportunity to have a conversation with the birthday girl, and it has allowed for some tremendous progress in the healing process. So without further ado, here is What Makes Kim Kelly Think. Kim Kelly, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I appreciate it. And I know it's kind of been a long time coming since we first connected. So thank you. You're welcome. And you said that you have listened. So you might know that I like to do a little bit of a warm up before we start. Okay. 
Okay. Sure. So, you know, the name of the show is What Makes You Think, and we're just going to ride that. So I'm going to say something, ask something, or give you a choice on something, and I just want you to say the first thing that it makes you think. Just blurt it out. Okay. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Most likable character on This Is Us. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Kevin. Because he's the okay. cutest. He's very cute. <laughs> I know. But he's a, he's yeah. a beautiful man. All right. Yes. So least favorite or least likable character on This Is Us? There's not one. Wow. Look no. at you. I know. I really right. do love the show. All right. Ready? Mm -hmm. Yes. High cut leotards or leotards that just look like they're really high cut? Alabama. <laughs> oh my gosh stop no don't even get into the leotard thing with me it was bad i was year. looking at your videos and so there's bad. that that maroon one that had like the white around like the yes. hip and the crotch and for the first 30 seconds i was like holy <laughs> how is she tumbling in that i thought the white was your skin and then i'm looking at everybody in the background going they're all oh it's the way that it's yeah it was the design yeah. we're gonna stay at ncaa because it sounds okay. like you you still keep up. So yes, I do. Two tumbling pass floor routines or four tumbling pass floor routines? Two is ridiculous. No. Nobody can needs to do two, three at least. Was, was your endurance just ridiculous? Because you didn't need to do four passes, let's be real. I know. I know. I guess I just loved my first pass. I just loved it. And, it, you know. Two to me seems sh a little shady. <laughs> a little shady. <laughs> I mean, it's very shady. Two passes. I can dance around and jump and do your leaps, but to me, I mean, it's all, all around. But I mean, gymnastics is tumbling, and if you can only do two passes, then that's. I mean, I know they can do more. Yeah, I get it. It's changed. But it has. So that's that was my next question. In your your days at Alabama, when you're doing your four tumbling passes or that one with mm -hmm. the back and forth one, if the mm -hmm. code had allowed for two passes to fulfill the special requirements and get you to start from a 10, would you have done? No, you would not have done it, huh? No. She's shaking her mm -hmm. head before I finish the question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right, I'm going to hold no. on. I'm going to ask you to pause for one second. So my husband just came down to, he never, he's never interrupted recording, but he had to come down and tell me this, <gasps> that we put out chicken sandwiches, like breaded chicken sandwiches, which you mm -hmm. think wouldn't be a big deal, but it's a big deal if they actually eat it. And they <laughs> took a bite. They said they liked it. My five-year-old daughter said, oh, so chicken sandwiches are like Simone Biles because everybody loves them. <laughs> like, hey, Aww, you know what? Whatever works. <laughs> so cute. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Five and seven. Five wow. and seven. Ooh, busy time. Well, All right. Enjoy. enjoy. I, I'm trying. I goes yes. too fast. Yes. Too fast. In those moments of wanting to pull my hair out, I just got to like. Right. Yep. What's, yep. it's always going to be something. And if the worst thing mm -hmm. is trying to eat something different, like I, I think right. we can handle <laughs> that because I know it's going to be a lot heavier at some point. Yes. Okay. Back to the game. Back to the warm up. Okay. Okay. One moment in time. Best song ever. Literally ever. Yeah, that song means a lot I mean, to you. I just played it. It does. It does. 
it'll still pop up on my little playlist and it's just nobody knows like that's what got me to 92 like even in between routines and mm-hmm. everything that I did I listened to that song so yes love it and that was I'm thinking an empowering thing for you at the time it was it was you know it was just it was all up to me mm-hmm. and that's what the lyrics are it was all up to me and you know that's what I did gave it my best gave it my all it was all up to you and then it was mm-hmm. all up to someone else and then it wasn't yeah yeah exactly that's, uh, ironically <laughs> sad about it but because music is just it's you'll be in a good mood and you can hear a song and it just gets you sad or vice Mm -hmm. versa. It makes you laugh and it's all connected to memory. So I was just curious, you know, when you hear that now, is there a different meaning? Does it bring you back to that time of feeling empowered or do you hear it and it brings you back to a time of being frustrated? Um, Not to, that was like the the lightest word I could have used. Yeah. No, you're good. Yeah. Sadness. And it makes you cry. And I think, gosh that song you know like what it did for me mm-hmm. and then like we said how ironically you know did the opposite mm-hmm. but I still love it I watched it and and when I watched the video with all the athletes like it's just that sadness of really knowing you did everything you could like should have competed wanted to compete like I could have got last but like in my heart was just if I could have been out there, it's it's just so hard. You know, it mm-hmm. still is. Mm-hmm. Still, thir- almost 30 years later, it's so sad that it affects you like that. But when you spend your entire life doing that, and then it's hard. So is this ever anything that you've, like, are your kids aware of of what your career was and, and that specific part of it? <clears throat> My daughter Kelly is. She um, She's just now kind of. Um, my son, you know, boys, <laughs> he doesn't really care, understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but Kelly following, uh, college gymnastics and we go to Alabama meets all the time mm-hmm. and she's just like, wow, like even 19, she's like, oh my goodness, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. So. Now you've got a, an incredible career. You said you're a special education teacher. Yes, ma'am. That's that's not something you just fall into. There's specific training for that. So with gymnastics, did you make a conscious decision that you did not want to spend your time mastering some sort of craft or trade or or career path? Did you not want that to be in gymnastics on purpose? Like, did you step away and now you're keeping your hands in? Like, how did that happen? Um, not not really. I mean, I always wanted to be a teacher since the time yeah. I was five years old knew knew I wanted to be a teacher but um I guess it was like eight or nine years ago I went and got my master's in special education I just had this passion just passion for these kids and what's so weird is like I was thinking about last night is like when I was training seventh eighth grade I had to drive to Allentown an hour Mm -hmm. every day so I had to get out of school early in middle school and they had to put me in the special education class and i was with um this little boy that was in a wheelchair and he was like not obsessed with me but you know he like was drawn to me and i thought and i was kind of scared i was a little scared i wasn't around 
He yeah. was always around. And it was just like, that's a God thing. It was so weird because now in hindsight, that is who I push for. That's what I oh. love. That's what I do. It's just, it's just a full circle. It's really wow. amazing. I don't know if I told you, I started a special needs gymnastics class. Yay! Yay! I did. Wonderful. And I started last year. Yeah. It took me a year to figure out the name and wait till you hear it. What is it? You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Acronyms. LEAP. Leading Exceptionally Amazing People into Gymnastics. Oh, that's great. <laughs> is that not perfect? I also love your, just the genuine excitement on your face right now is awesome. I know. I know. <laughs> yes, that's really I great. Know. Seriously, like that is my future. Like that makes me want to like leap. Hello. That's yeah. so funny, but it is. That's those people, those babies are my future. Yeah. So what a great melding of your expertise, right? We've got this, these two worlds mm -hmm. that you were able to bring together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Are you ready for a video? Sure. Okay. This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. Check out what they can do for you at creativelydisruptive.com. Again, that's creativelydisruptive.com. Hey, bars coaches, you know how bars is like the easiest event to train? Just kidding. I know that's not true. And so does Tumble Track. And that's why they've created a new product. When working on bar swings, do you ever have gymnasts who are nervous about their feet hitting the low bar? Do they pull in too early, causing them to break form? Well, the innovators over at Tumble Track have a solution for you. The new Porcupine Bar Pad. It is a simple yet incredibly effective training tool that will help an athlete begin to feel exactly how far away they are from the low bar. It uses soft, flexible bristles to offer feedback and assurance. Over time, the athlete will begin to stretch out their swings. Kind of what we're going for, right? Tumble Track partnered with coach Brett Wargo, team coach from Ascend Gymnastics, who by the way, were the winners of the 2022 JO National Program of the Year, to bring you this brand new product. Head over to TumbleTrack and use promo code THINK22 for a 10% discount. Again, that's TumbleTrack.com, T-U-M-B-L-T-R-A-K, and use the promo code THINK22 for a 10% discount. Supplies are limited, so don't delay. And get your order in today. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, I've got another job opportunity for you. Massachusetts Gymnastics Center is looking for a general manager to oversee day-to-day -day operations for its 10,000 square foot location in Pembroke, Massachusetts, located in the South Shore of Boston. This location has very successful preschool, grade school, and Excel team programs. It's one of six locations operated by Massachusetts Gymnastics, the largest operator of gymnastics facilities in Massachusetts. The ideal candidate must have management experience running gymnastics programs, a passion for helping kids, and an ability to lead a great team of professionals. For this role, they offer a very competitive compensation package, including competitive wage, enrollment bonuses, paid time off, health and dental insurance, and for the right candidate, there's an opportunity of ownership. Interested candidates should send resume and cover letter to Leo Duran at massgymnastics.com. Don't worry, I'm gonna spell it out for you. L-E-O. D-O-R-A-N at mass, two S's, gymnastics.com. Let me do it again. I'll do it again. Leo Duran at massgymnastics.com. All right. 
Are you ready for a video? Sure. All right. Can you see that? Yes. The white leotards. Why? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Why did we always have the white leotards? Now, uh, was that a was that a Parkettes thing or was this a national yes. team thing? Okay. Parkett. Ooh, that was a good full in. Yeah, it was. Low. <laughs> I got to say, I appreciate your footwork. And, yes. But there was my straddle jump. I was never flexible, ever. Think about this day and age. Yeah. I would not make it. All of those big straddles. You can't I even be 180. You have to be passed. I could not do straddle. Why? I don't get it. I don't know. But there's so much of that in the 90s of these sassones and double stag jumps and straddle jumps yes, that weren't 180. Yeah. And I'm like, why are they in mm -hmm. there? But I guess if you're not getting deducted. There's your stratagem. So who who is this Kim here that we're watching? Who does she see herself as at this time in 1990? I was on fire. Like that was one of my really, really good after 89 and world championships. Um, I was just fired up and excited. I think I had a great year that year. My daughter does not like my hair. She said, mother, why, <laughs> why? <laughs> But it was Mary Lou Retton. I it wanted was. Mary Lou Retton. And let let your daughter know you were you were cutting edge and cool then. Was... <laughs> so funny. She was like, Mom, why did you do that? It was hilarious. It's so funny. Every time I do these videos and go back, it like with the women typically, the first thing they do is go, Oh god, my hair. My hair, <laughs> like hair. Or they can remember what happened and when that was because of the hair that they had. Yeah. Well I in France that. in eighty nine. I had it cut and I just wanted a little bit of, you know, little cut. And she like shaved half the side of my hair. That was mm -hmm. where the hairdo started. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to have bangs. That's what you're going to do. You spray yes, them up, yes. you hold them till they dry. That <laughs> <laughs> bridge. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. I was right there with you. Just, mm -hmm. just not on television doing amazing gymnastics, but in, in the <laughs> hair world. Yes. This beam routine, 1992 U.S. Championships, this beam routine is stacked. I can't believe how much you yeah. do. And that punch, that bounder step out. Right. Oh, right my there. gosh. Where did that Let even just tell you? To do that? Yeah, tell me. Tell me. It was crazy because... I didn't want to do a front handspring. I didn't want to do a front tuck. And so we just kind of came up with that. But you would do and that? Let me tell you, it was, I know. It looks terrifying. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. But there again, like all my stag jumps and the people are like, uh, you know, say different things. And, but yes. And then there you go. So pretty. Handspring swing down right to back ascension roll, right to that cool side yeah. set. Yes. So you did, you know, I, I call them the unnecessaries, but I mean that in a good way, like some unnecessary right. things mm -hmm. that Extras. that make you st stand out. It, it was a 10-0 system. You didn't need to do above mm -hmm. and beyond and all of that. Right. And some of these things that you're doing, it's not, they weren't worth it just was so impressive was that yeah. you or was that your coaches and also did you like doing those things or did it stress you out no i did i mean it goes back to the two pass tumbling you know that mm -hmm. we talked about on floor yeah, yeah. like 
why not? Like, I love doing all that. Just like um, that theme now, every time I was just like, I could easily just jump on. I didn't want to jump on. I wanted to fly onto the beat, you know, round a fly out. Round a fly out. And um, you do it so easily. And, and just like the bar mount. Who would do that? Like, still oh. takes me off as that is not named after me. <laughs> that was, the, I mean, it would have been named after me. Can it's you, no, I don't think I have a video of that that we're going to be watching. Can you explain what that okay. crazy bar mount is? The Kelly? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is the Kelly. And it's a round off back tuck over the bar, but you go under. So the board is under the high bar. And then you jump and, you know, do a round off backflip onto the bar. And what's crazy is even after college, I mean, after uh, USA, I thought, am I really going to do that in college? And there I was. I couldn't <laughs> give it up. <laughs> I was not going to jump on and do a kip. Hate, Anybody can do that. Like a lot really? of honor in that. Any, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I felt like it was. Huge double tuck so. dismount. So you guys were, were parketters. Did you start there? Because I know you were talking about the drive to Allentown. Did you start there? Or did, was that a decision once you got elite-ish or close? Like yes. That. Yes. Yeah, I started there when I guess seventh grade or mm. twelve or thirteen. No, it was maybe younger, eleven, twelve. <clears throat> I started the Mammoths, it's what it was called in um Pennsylvania. Okay. Prussia. And um it was a hard decision. Like I was about to cry when I left because you're leaving your friends, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I was a it's hilarious, class one which is like level 10 yep. with um, girls that were twice my age. I mean, I was nine and they were 15, 16. Wow. I was never at the level with my age kids. Right. And it was so sad because I wanted to be with them, but then I had to be with, you know, the older kids. Yeah. So it was kind of weird, but wow. I finally just broke down and said, my mom's like, Kim, if you want to be good or, do anything bigger you have to move so it was hard i guess it was 11 when i moved and you could list the quote-unquote choices of elite clubs to go to at that point it, it was not anywhere mm -hmm. near what it is now how did yes. you come to that decision was was your coach supportive of that at the time or did you guys have to break the news that you were leaving because i know sometimes uh, coaches he, will say hey I've, i got you as far as i can let me help you find your new place they were sad but they understood they understood. Um, of course, Bella's was, you know, in the consideration, and mm -hmm. but I just could not leave. You know, I mean, Parkettes was an hour from my house. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go to another state. I had, okay. you know, my sisters and brother mm -hmm. and family, and I was not doing it. So that was about a 10-second conversation. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So it, a decision of uh, convenience a little bit. There happened to yes. be a place yeah, that was doing probably. that. Mm -hmm. And so talk to me about your training experience. And I want to I want to go before the Olympics, though. We're going to stop at 92. But once you got there, what kind of adjustments did you have to make? And what was that overall experience like for you? Well, it was hard. I mean, we drove back and forth, my mom and I. And then um, I guess it was my junior year like we couldn't do it anymore so my mom got a job there and 
we actually rented a room out of a lady's house in Allentown oh, for okay. top floor. And my mom and I lived in one bedroom together. So you were year. like Airbnb before it was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford what, all the gym fees and what we had to do. And, and what's so ironic now is all these years that I made the national team, I could have got money, but I couldn't take a penny because of college. I would lose my college scholarship and now they get the best of both worlds. Which I'm sure is frustrating, I'm, but also must be very happy to see it, the right thing. It's happening. amazing for them. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But in my world, for some reason I miss out just a little bit every time. Just like in Alabama, we had a gym, no air conditioning, up from Coleman Coliseum in Tuscaloosa. And the year that I leave they build this huge <laughs> gorgeous thing they all have their own fit you know locker room uh, mirror i was like what <laughs> what did i do to buy this much maybe you are the catalyst for all these changes though like you can look at it that I way keep telling myself you have to pretend you're stepping away from a situation, but don't actually step away because it's going to get better. And yes. then you can be like, never mind, yes. I wasn't leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I do really feel like, though, like all of us that came before and went to the gym in that hot, sweaty, you know, it was, it was amazing. And we led up to those gymnasts now getting the amazing things that they get. So mm -hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah. So after this shitty Olympic trials, thing that happened mm -hmm. have you watched the olympic trials in in the years after that and do you have any opinion on how they're going about that like do you have feelings about oh that actually would have <laughs> anything would have been better than what happened with you so let me rephrase right. that. But, but you know do you look at the the different ways that they're trying to make team selection fair or better or more you know uh, mentally emotionally more healthy for the athletes. Do you see all those different attempts that they're making? And do you have any thoughts on those? They're not making any attempts. I don't think so. I truly don't. And I, I think honestly, the very, very saddest thing of all of it, besides what happened to me, which was the first, mm -hmm. was that I wanted to change. I wanted change. And it didn't happen. And I mean, I think that breaks my heart more than anything else is that they just made it worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's sad. It's sad. And I don't know that it will ever get any better. Um, I'm just not sure what the answer is. Have you ever had the opportunity to confront or just have a conversation with any of the, I guess we'll call them selection committee of 92. Did you ever get a chance to, to face them? Um, only uh, Kelly Hill, Dominique's mm -hmm. coach. She was at um, actually a parquet reunion a few years ago and we still keep in touch and it was wrong. It was so wrong what they did to you. They always say that, or she does. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, but you didn't vote for me, apparently. I don't know. I don't know the whole, you know, how it went down or what really went down. Mm -hmm. I mean, Bella controlled it all, obviously. 
and she does, does feel bad. And like, just like we said, you're in that instant. Who knows what went on? Who knows the politics? Who knows who was pressuring who that you have to do this? But oh, it's so ridiculous. Um, so sad. Your whole life, you did and everything you right. And I will watch it back over again. And that Beamer team was championships that you showed. Mm -hmm. Olympic trials. I waited for five minutes on live television in front of 16,000 people. They made me wait for a commercial break to do that beam routine. And it was better than that one. And the others didn't have to do it. Did nothing. So if you see I'm getting angry, it's anger. I did nothing wrong that whole year. They can put up all the things I had in the past. They can show my Japan video from 1989, me falling on my face, which everybody loves to show. Nobody knows that I was sick. Nobody knows that I had no sleep, that I had a stomach do virus. Now. But they don't, but they don't show, yeah, but they don't show that I did eight routines and then another in front of these coaches that had to decide and half of them fell and hit everything. So yes, anger. <laughs> So I had to get it out. Thank you for sharing that. No, I'm I, so sorry I, that that happened to you. And 12-year-old me right now is like, this has been something that I think I was saying to you in the television. I must have said it hundreds of times. When they showed you walking in to the Olympics after that happened, and I just remember going, wow, mm -hmm. how brave is she? It was unbelievable to see that. And I want you to know, as a 12-year-old as a girl watching that, Aww. I was so... It, that moment when they showed you walking in, I just remember like, I couldn't, of everything else, that's what stood out to me. You showed up. You make me cry. It was amazing. Well, you really are. That's hard. Like, that's what I want your daughter to see. Yeah. I don't know many people that could go when they're supposed to be competing and sit there and watch. And when I watched it back with my mom, it was hard. That was really hard. I bet. Yeah, she went there with you. Sorry. Why are you apologizing? Um, you should cry. be getting the apologies, not giving them. <laughs> I'm sorry for making you cry, though. No, but that's all right. Just thanks for hearing it, thanks. and and um, thanks for you know being vulnerable because that's that's the real stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> The good thing about the whole experience is I did make it through college and like my destiny right now is my special needs gymnastics class. Like most people would just be like, bye, done, you know, never want to do it again. Yeah. And I love it. I can retire, which is crazy in one year from teaching. That's how old I am. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to open my gym and just for my babe, special needs babies, maybe preschool. And yeah. I don't want it to just be in my little local community. Like I hope I can spread it around the whole country because those babies deserve it. That's my so passion. See what you did though? Like you don't, you didn't let them ruin this sport for you. And mm -hmm. the sport needs you and these kids that you are working with and are going to work with need you. So thank you for not letting 
the adults, the powers that be at the time, mm-hmm. take that away from them or you. Yeah. That's what I'm not going to let them steal my joy of the thing that I've loved my whole life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Crazy way <laughs> things work out. It is. it is. It's crazy. And, you know, I just want to throw out there, too, that this being so supportive of you and so angry for you it doesn't take away there are athletes that were on that team who in their own respect for were absolutely wonderful too so that's not a dig at them saying they shouldn't or they shouldn't have um it's it's the system oh absolutely that's what i'm saying none of them i mean it was the way it was set up that's what they did but and so you listened to wendy's episode and the the thing that was so surprising and she had mentioned it before um but she really took that deep dive and just talking about how you guys were roommates and you were like well we're fine yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there was no question oh, no. of like oh which one of Mm-mm. us is this gonna, is it going to be right no Mm-mm. yeah all right all right we're gonna move on are you ready now what's this cabbage patch thing that i keep hearing about <laughs> <laughs> i forgot to what? say that in the warm-up Bliss Tilly. She is my cabbage patch kid <clears throat> that I got when I was whenever they first came back out. And she went to every single meet with me. She was like my good luck charm. Met Bob Costas. <laughs> met all these people. Like never left me. They made fun of me. I was made fun. You and that and not a doll. She was my baby. You can't call her a doll. <laughs> We still laugh. She is not a doll. She is my baby. I didn't say I didn't say anything. <laughs> so Bliss Tilly goes everywhere. Even in college, they would hang her like your back then, like the vans, and they would like string her out <laughs> just to torture me. So yes, that was my good luck charm. Do you still have her? Don't get me mad. My mother will not let me have her. She keeps Wait, her at home. She's holding her ransom? My mother. Yes. Yes. She is. I tr- every time I t- go home, I try to like keep her. And she's like, no. Because she, my son, when he was little, my daughter would tease and like bang her. Like just pretend they were beating her up. Yeah. She was like, she'll get tortured is TMI. Oh, wait. So your mom is being protective of the baby, not the doll? Oh, yes. Oh, I thought she was holding it from you because she thought it was, you had gone a little too far. No, 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 no. She's keeping it at her house. (laughs) (laughs) That's love. That is love right there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. All right. All right. Let's get back to what we were talking about. That was awesome. Okay. Tell us what this is. So this was the first time I did this routine. Love this routine. This is some amazing acting right here, this landing. I got to give you that. (laughs) Look at that. Was that good? Yeah. What short landing? I just kind of back foot. (laughs) (laughs) But that is the leotard. I was like, that looks so painful. You thought it was way up there. Yes. Yes. Well, the quality of the yeah. video isn't superb. So, you yeah. know. Right. You couldn't tell. Now Even it's clear. But... Why? The white. Always <laughs> stuck with the white leotards. 
and I hated Georgia, couldn't stand Georgia, but I was always so jealous of the black. I wanted a black leotard. <laughs> so did you feel that Sarah Suzanne rivalry when you're competing? Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah, get a I chance to listen to the um Suzanne Yachlin interview that I did? I didn't. Really? She doesn't she doesn't hold back. She was very open. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I had a blast. It's a two-part one because there was just so much yeah. to talk about. But I would be I really curious to hear your thoughts on that. But we do, yeah, we do talk about that a little bit. So was Aww. that something that was like, did you walk into this, there's this rivalry and we're on this side and they're on that side. And was it that prevalent? It wasn't, it wasn't so bad my freshman year. It just no. got worse and worse. Yeah. Really? We're, just as the crowds grew and, you know, the rivalry got bigger really wasn't bad I don't think before I got there but um yeah it was crazy ever anything with the athletes or was it more of of the audience that was kind of playing into that uh, <laughs> it was kind of us like but yeah. I think we just played on to like our coaches like we were uh, fine we wouldn't really look at them or talk to them it's not like we didn't like them but I think we felt like we had to yeah. you know play the part we gotta makes it kind of fun coach. right she doesn't like it I know it really was in a way yeah but it made us better and ironically it's a little bit crazy how the programs aren't up at the top you know how mm -hmm. they did but i think they will be i think they'll get back up there i know for so long it was just it, it was the three cycling through and it's so mm -hmm. it's really cool it's really Utah, cool george and everyone's mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yep yeah. that was it yeah. well this has come up before too of like those those storylines like that rivalry and the Sarah and Suzanne and the what was it like the Alabama girls were like had better manners and were like more sophisticated right, right? that's that was the role that you mm -hmm. guys were supposed to be and then I don't know if they were derelicts or what they were supposed to be but it was <laughs> it was a it was drama and it got people watching right and I'm like thinking about these other sports like football and I just I can't I try I can't do it I can't get into it but I'm so jealous that there is something on so frequently that people get so passionate about because we don't have that but right as soon as there's a storyline basketball too if there's a storyline and you tell me the drama behind the scenes I will be engaged so yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's all right. part of you yeah. know yeah, getting, absolutely. getting eyes on the screen or butts and mm -hmm. seats or whatever you want to call it <laughs> yeah. all right we've got one last one this is a feel-good one have you seen this? Alabama Legends episode uh, four. Have you seen these? Yes. There's the hair again. There it is. There's that. There's bliss. <laughs> bliss. There's bliss. <laughs> so this is essentially, oh, that hands for front pike is so nice. This is essentially a, a highlight reel of your Alabama career. Is it as joyous as it looks? Yes. Don't you love the red floor? Well, when they got rid of the red floor, Used to have that at all the home meets. Yeah, I don't know when they got rid of it. Maybe after I left. Maybe. So many white leotards. You're right. I know. <laughs> I know. It's never ending. I couldn't get away from it. I did like the hot pink one. All right, we like got that. Pink. We got that bar mount. So There's guys, the there it is. There you go. You guys listening, just remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel forward slash what makes you think podcast. You can see the Kim Kelly playlist. And we're looking at the Alabama Legends episode four. We're about a minute in and it's just a it's a Kim fest. It's great. 
<laughs> handspring front pike after handspring front pike nailed 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 that was yeah. the best part of my life i'm pretty sure right there so something the came up very interesting when i was talking with dominic dawes and she mm -hmm. had a 10 at the us versus japan or something and mm -hmm. i just was commenting on how the crowd was standing which is kind of rare in gymnastics it was a standing ovation and mm -hmm. all the coaches are going crazy and she's the one that got the 10 and there was just kind of no reaction on her face and it just was so sad i asked her you know what, what was she thinking was she happy and she said mm -hmm. that her thought was that the judges got it wrong that's how Aww. much she felt she was conditioned to think that yeah there was you know um right so i'm just curious for you like when you those those college tens like did you ever in your elite days think that there'd be a day that you'd you'd see tens like that for yourself and how did it feel to see those no uh, i mean i never thought that which it's so different now of course they, mm -hmm. they they give them out very frequently but back then i feel like it was i was it was a privilege like i do i think I deserve most of them. <laughs> but did you let yourself enjoy it? I did. I did. That was the best about yeah. college. Yeah. I I think it was completely different for Dominique. Or, you know, back then. With, yeah. In the well, USA. We're also talking about, you know, getting a 10 in college versus in your late career, which obviously your, right. whole, your whole support system is different or your whole, right. your whole environment. Who knows what all those crazy numbers are now in USA. I yeah, mean, nobody knows who, what is that? What is that? I was thinking about judging. I thought, oh, you know, I'll be tiring. I'll judge. What? No, I don't know how to do that <laughs> crap. <laughs> well, what? you don't have to, Stupid. well, you could, but you don't, you know, you can still judge the <laughs> not elites. Riddles. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Elite, that's not, none. although I will say judging level nine beam yeah. is, and bars is a lot of work. It's a lot of, is it? Yeah, yeah, sometimes I go, you know, this is, I think we should get paid a little more. This is a lot of work. Well, and you got to do, do it fast. Well, I'm going to do college because if they don't salute, I will deduct them. <laughs> I am just saying, if they finish their routine and stick and do that crazy crap, dancing and grabbing their hands and ooh, like, I will take off. A half a point. <laughs> a half a point. <laughs> Just say not one tenth. A half a point. And that will yes. be the end of your NCAA judging career. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. I can't. You know, it's oh, it drives me crazy. It's crazy, but it's why. so hard to hear the college judges get bashed for not taking deductions and things like, oh what they didn't see that or they're just giving this away. But yeah. But the systematic issue is that those judges are evaluated by the coaches after every meet. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, cause there's a lot of judges that I judge with that also judge college. So this conversation comes up in the okay. judges room all the time. And they're like, they're good judges. They understand the code. They know what perfect is and what isn't. The problem is mm -hmm. you're not gonna get asked back if you give a nine six to yeah. a routine that deserved it. That's the problem. Yeah. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. It's that the system is broken, and if they want to work, they gotta. They gotta. Right. 
at it and stay way up there. That's it's not yeah. it's frustrating, but but yeah, you yes. go take that half point for no salute. Let's, let's see how many meets you get on. <laughs> I'm telling you. But let me tell you, Trinity Thomas oh, yeah. is the sweetest. But look, she salutes, she turns, she is amazing and wonderful and classy. That's my last comment about that. Sit, but she is the former Alabama gymnast. She's classy. She is. Well, I know. Classy. Don't like Florida, but <laughs> Trinity is classy. <laughs> she is freaking incredible she and multi-talented. Is. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. is there anything you would like to share with us before we go? I don't know if you're somebody that wants to be followed on social media or does not want to be followed or if there's any way that we can watch and support your new leaps program. Is it leaps? Uh, Leap. Leap. Without the S. Yeah. Um, It's just through a parking rec. I would love to. I don't know. I don't have like an Instagram or anything. (laughs) I have a Snapchat and Facebook. All right. Well, how about this? When when leap becomes a reality and you're doing it please send me any and all info possible and i will i will do whatever i can in my small world to help promote that and get the word out i think that's so wonderful okay all right we laughed we cried thank you for your time i really appreciate you thank you so uh, much anytime all right bye bye And that is the episode for today. Kim, thank you so much for sharing your experience and your feelings. Until next week, keep thinking outside the box. Bye.